breaking news from KXAN News. And a very good afternoon to you. Starting off with breaking news at 5 o'clock, a wildfire is burning in Buda. We have a look at this map showing you the area that is impacted. 80 acres have burned so far. FM 967 from Ruby Ranch Road to 1625 and FM 967 are closed right now. Now, our, we do have a crew on the scene. They were actually just told they have to move from the location where they were about to give us a report because crews are about to dump water in that area battling this fire. So we do have an update for you coming hopefully a little bit later in this newscast. Now, Hayes County is under a burn ban, and as of today, so is Travis County. The commissioner's court voted today to issue a new burn ban for the unincorporated areas of the county. Williamson County also put a burn ban into effect today. You can find a running list of other places in our area with similar restrictions on our website, kxan.com. And David, we know these bans are critical, especially with the weather that we are in right now. Really important for folks who need to do burning outside of mm -hmm. city limits. Today, we actually tied an extreme heat record, and it's for how long this heat wave has lasted. As promised, today going down in the books as our ninth consecutive day of temperatures in Austin, 105 or higher, that ties the longest stretch of extraordinary temperatures that we've ever seen from 100 years ago. Here's the unique thing about this one. We've got seven more of these days to come. It's an extraordinarily hot day out over Lake Travis. A lot of boats out there for a weekday with the lowest lake levels in eight years. Look at the temperatures. 106 in Horseshoe Bay, 107 in Cherokee, close to 110 right now in Richland Springs. In the Austin area, we're as hot as 107 in Lakeway, 106 in Driftwood, close to that fire in Hayes County. East of I-35, everybody in the triple digits as well. 107 right now in Buckholz. Coming up in your forecast, extreme heat continues. We have a, an update to your weekend rain chance and a look into the first couple days of August. Going in depth, if high temperatures do end up at 109 today in Austin in our 6 p.m. update, which is possible, temperatures have only gotten that hot three times between the years of 1897 and the year 2000. But from 2000 to present day, it has happened 10 times, much more frequently. The hottest temperature ever recorded at Camp Mabry came most recently on August 28, 2011, when it hit 112. That month remains the hottest month overall on record. All of this data is from the National Weather Service. Our digital data reporter and genius, quite frankly, Christopher Adams, gathered all of these statistics and made some really cool interactive maps. Check them out on this story on KXAN.com. All right, David, thanks so much. And we're going back to that breaking news now in Buda, where a wildfire is burning there. And you can see the closure on our map. Let's go to where Nabil Ramanda is. We know that 80 acres have been burned. FM 967 from Ruby Ranch Road to 6025 FM 967 are closed right now. Nabil, what's the latest? Yeah, that fire was F or that fire was 30 acres when we arrived here on the scene. It did spread to about 50 acres and firefighters, they're still fighting it. This is FM 967 behind us. We've actually moved down the road here. We got off the side of the road for a few shots and saw some burned scorched land, but we were told we had to move because they're actually coming through with planes to drop water on this area. Uh, the cause of this fire is still under investigation. We know that Ruby Ranch subdivision was affected. There were ho four homes that were evacuated and Starflight was dropping water throughout the afternoon here. We're told the call came in at about 1 p.m. We do know that there are about 17 homes that are threatened, but I want y'all to see this. 
this. This plane coming through right now is about to drop water on a hot zone where we were, if you can follow that. And that is flame retardant. That helps them fight the fire here. So uh, we're going to stay up to date with everything going on. Very hot conditions out here. I can tell you these firefighters dealing with not only the heat from the fire, but this 100 plus degree weather. Again, the cause of this fire still under investigation. If you are coming down 967 FM, that is closed down at the moment. So do be careful. We'll keep you updated with the very latest right here on KXAN. I want to give one more shot here, though. You can see another plane coming through to drop more of that flame retardant on the fire here. All right, Nabil Ramadna out there reporting live for us. Stay safe out there, guys. And we have some more developing news from Hayes County. That's where the sheriff's office is investigating after someone found human remains on their property. And now they are hoping the public can help them find answers. Before Nabil was sent to that fire, he filed this report for us earlier today. We're here on Running Bull Lane, and this is where the body was found. For some perspective, we're in between Kyle and Niederwald. And as you can see, this is an area where there are some people living, but for the most part, it's pretty rural out here. The body, we're told by deputies, was found in this area. As you can see, an open field at the end of a cul-de-sac. On July 10th, someone living on Running Bull Lane and Kyle called deputies to report something they found on their property. That's where they found the burnt remains. The Travis County Medical Examiner performed an autopsy, identifying the body as 20-year-old Valentin Castro. The department is sharing this picture of him. They haven't determined how he died, but the suspicious circumstances surrounding the death are being investigated by the Sheriff's Office. Our deputies and our detectives and our investigators that have been working the scene are simply asking for the public's assistance um, in hopes that someone might have information. Again, when we have a deceased person in our jurisdiction, we're going to try to do everything that we possibly can to, to, to figure out exactly what happened um, or if it was an accident. At this point, we don't know. Now, still a lot of unanswered questions, but the Hayes County Sheriff's Office is asking the public for any help. If you might have seen something or know something, reach out immediately. In Hayes County, to Bill Ramadna, back to you. Well, back in Austin, on any given night, there is only one bed available for every five people experiencing homelessness. So it means even with our camping ban, four out of five people have nowhere to go. That's according to the city's Homeless Strategy Division, which updated the city council today. And KXAN's Grace Reader took that update to the people living on the streets. Outside of the Arch downtown, I about gave up. people coming and going say finding a bed at one of our city's homeless shelters is increasingly difficult. The cost of living is pushing the poor people like myself out onto the streets. It's still not easy to get into some of the facilities because, like I say, it's, it's, uh, it's crowded. That's something the City of Austin's Homeless Strategy Division told City Council Tuesday is a problem they're seeing citywide. Our experience, particularly in the city-operated bridge shelters, we have seen that timeline extend because the housing search is so difficult. The city says the average stay in a shelter is nearly four months, and in Austin, there aren't enough beds for single people without kids. Those people can access roughly half of the 900 beds overall the city offers. A previous study showed Austin would need roughly 1,400 beds for single people experiencing homelessness by 2025. That gives us a gap. 
um, of almost 1,000 beds. The city is hoping to get there. There are several projects underway to increase the number of beds available. That includes doubling capacity at the North and South Bridge shelters. The city is also working with nonprofits to get 150 beds open at the Salvation Army and 300 at the Marshalling Yard. But they say they also recognize they are parts of town without easy shelter access. South Austin is, is feeling this hard. All in, in every conversation I have with somebody down there, this issue comes up. Meanwhile, the folks we talked to outside of Arch say having a place to sleep right now. You find yourself, I, I almost don't have words for it. It's really hard. It's really hard. Grace Reader, KXAN News. And the city also said of the people in shelters during the last fiscal year, roughly 40% ended up in rapid rehousing, roughly 12% went back to the streets, and more than 30% left the shelter without reporting where they were going. And going deeper right now, the city's Homeless Strategy Division presented findings to the Downtown Austin Alliance, saying Austin has the lowest number of beds compared to people experiencing homelessness out of all other big cities in Texas, as well as Philadelphia, Nashville, and Seattle. That presentation also stated Austin had 39 beds per 100 people experiencing homelessness. And the division also said families with children make up the biggest percentage of people in Austin's shelters. That's about four. 40%. That's nearly 400 people. If you would like to get involved in finding ways to end homelessness, the Austin Justice Coalition is hosting a community dialogue about the city's plans. That's tonight at 6 p.m. at the Cherrywood Community Center. Well, coming up, Taylor Swift is taking over the charts, how the artist is now breaking billboard history. Plus, the war over electric vehicles, the pricing war, that is, what a major company is doing to charge people less for their rides. And welcome back. There was no winner in last night's Powerball drawing, meaning the jackpot has now climbed to $1 billion. The next drawing is tomorrow. It will be the third highest in U.S. history and, of course, will keep growing until someone wins. Well, Taylor Swift keeps making music history. Her latest album, Speak Now, Taylor's version, debuted at number one on Billboard's album charts this week, giving her four albums in the top ten at the same time. Swift is the first female artist to accomplish that feat. She now holds the record for most number one albums for a female artist in Billboard's history with 12, breaking a tie with Barbara Streisand. Another rain-free day as temperatures hit records or exceed them for the third consecutive afternoon. High temperatures so far, and these may be revised upward at 6 o'clock, 107, tying the record from 100 years ago in Austin, and a record tying 103 as well at the airport. Your first warning forecast and an update on the chance of rain coming next. Ford is sending a shockwave through the auto industry, slashing the price of its all-electric pickup truck in what industry experts are calling the latest shot fired in the escalating EV price war. And News Nation's Nick Smith reports now on automakers' hope to make electric vehicles more affordable to the average American. A shocking step for Ford, aiming to supercharge America's electric vehicle market. The automaker announcing a 17% price cut to base models of the electric F-150 pickup truck, known as the Lightning, dropping the retail price to just under $50,000. Ford says lower material cost and higher factory output prompted the price cut. But that battery really drives the pricing points. And so as you're seeing fluctuations in the lithium pricing in the marketplace, you're going to see massive fluctuations in the price 
of the F-50 Lightning. The Lightning was first manufactured in April 2022 with the base price tag just under $40,000. In the span of a year, that price jumped four separate times, reaching a peak of nearly $50,000 in March. But pressure from Ford's biggest rival in the EV marketplace is forcing America's oldest automaker to slash prices. Tesla, which still sells six out of every 10 electric cars in America, has dropped prices on its EVs five times this year alone, and just announced its highly anticipated Cybertruck is finally rolling off assembly lines after a two-year delay. Elon Musk tweeting after Ford's announcement, quote, The Ford Lightning is a good vehicle, just somewhat expensive, especially given the high interest rates these days for any kind of loan. But experts warn, the EV market is still very new and it's likely too soon to try and draw any meaningful conclusions. Anytime you, you can cut costs, you know, you're going to get more buyers involved. There's going to be a lot of, there's still a lot of challenges with EVs beyond just the pricing. You know, you have where do you charge it and how it's fit in your lifestyle and range, those kind of factors as well. And that was Nick Smith reporting. Just last month, Texas hit its latest milestone in electric vehicle technology with more than 200,000 EVs registered. Data shows the number of EVs in the state jumped 64% just in the past year. But state leaders are tacking on new fees to offset revenues lost from the state's gas tax. Last month, Governor Abbott signed into law a $400 registration fee for EVs paired with a $200 annual charge. And the Texas legislature also passed bills to accelerate EV technology, including green lighting, uh, new charger stations, and more transparency of charging fees at those stations. Okay, turning to weather, we're breaking more records, David. Same old record. <laughs> No, I know, I know. <laughs> you know, we're close to actually going from number two to number one for the hottest July on record today. So far with a high of 107, that'll keep us in second place. But just for a little perspective on how close we are, if we end up at 109 today, or certainly however hot we end up tomorrow, probably about 108, we are going to take this down, maybe tie or take over the first place spot for the hottest July on record. That's pretty impressive when you consider we've got 125 Julys in the book. And remember, the record that we're beating just last Last July, so two in a row would be really remarkable. Oh, look at this. We got some folks enjoying the water. Is that a tuber there and a jet skier behind him? Lake Marble Falls looking like the place to be. It's 106 degree air temperature, 101 down in Blanco, 105 still at 5 p.m. in Austin. An excessive heat warning continues, not for a heat index, but just for the th uh, temperature on the thermometer. It is really hot up and down I-35, eastward and westward. This slightly less serious heat advisory is set to take over for everyone after 9 p.m. tonight, but you know it's possible that the National Weather Service changes their mind and continues this heat warning, which is more serious because I don't see a lot of relief coming in tomorrow. San Angelo, look at this, 108. They uh, hit or beat 110 degrees today for the sixth time this year. That crushes their all-time record of only three times in a given year. It's 105 in Midland, 108 in Dallas. It looks like we are on the way to beating the unofficial ERCOT power demand record that we just set yesterday this afternoon. Demand appears to be higher right now as everybody is cranking up the AC trying to stay cool. I can't find a single cloud really across the entire state. We've got that strong heat dome that's been over Las Vegas or Arizona now entering the state from the west. Projecting this forward, the heat dome only gets a little closer and a little stronger tomorrow. Yes, that means the temperatures are not going down. They may actually go up in some areas. Then later this week into the weekend, the well-advertised 
localized retreat and slight contraction of this heat dome that could open the door to a couple isolated storms locally and a slight reduction in these record high temperatures. But the latest update is not a good one. We're dropping your rain chances from 10 and 20% down to 10% both Saturday and Sunday. Just a couple drops in the bucket and not a ton of heat relief. So temperatures like this with a maxed out color scale just continue every afternoon. Tomorrow we'll do it again with 106 to 108. Pretty common, especially from Austin through the Hill Country. On Friday, you may, or on Thursday rather, you may see the temperatures come down a couple of degrees in some areas, but these are still 5 to 10 degrees hotter than normal for this time of the year. South winds pretty breezy, keeping temperatures a little abnormally warm even overnight. 78 degrees with clear skies. Tomorrow, look at this, could be our fourth day in a row to tie or set record highs. 108 should take down the record from tomorrow last year. If, remember, that was the hottest July on record. We may end up beating it. Record high temperatures in jeopardy, not only today, not only tomorrow, but all the way through the work week and into the weekend. High temperatures now revised upward with that lower 10% chance of rain this weekend. And as we've tied our ninth day of 105 degree plus temperatures in a row, the all-time record today, I see seven more days of this extreme heat ahead of us. The former president, a target of a federal investigation, how it's related to the Capitol attacks, and how his classified documents case comes into play. Former President Donald Trump says he has been notified that he is a target of an investigation surrounding the January 6th Capitol attack and efforts to overturn the 2020 election. This comes as the judge presiding over the case involving the former president's classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago could set a trial date in Florida. NBC's Alice Barr reports. President Trump's legal troubles back in the spotlight today after he revealed he'd been notified he is the target of a grand jury investigation into January 6th and efforts to reverse the results of the 2020 election. The former president calling it a witch hunt. Two sources confirming to NBC News the target letter came from special counsel Jack Smith. He has made it abundantly clear that Donald Trump will be charged in connection with January 6th. Legal analysts say charges could include inciting an insurrection and conspiracy to defraud the U.S. government, though that would require proving the former president knew he had lost the election and tried to overturn it anyway. Mr. Trump writing today, quote, under the United States Constitution, I have the right to protest an election that I am fully convinced was rigged and stolen. Republican lawmakers echoing former President Trump's claims of a political prosecution. What do they do now? Weaponize government to go after their number one opponent. While on the campaign trail, criticism of the GOP frontrunner is growing. We can't keep dealing with this drama. We can't keep dealing with the negativity. It was shown how he was in the White House and didn't do anything while, while things were going on. Uh, he should have come out more forcefully. Though Governor DeSantis stopped short of saying the former president's actions were criminal. Meanwhile, today in a Florida courtroom, a federal judge said she would issue a written ruling over when the case involving former President Trump's handling of classified documents should go to trial. The Trump team is arguing it should be pushed until after the 2024 election. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. All right, coming up tonight on KXN, it's America's Got Seven uh, Talent at 7 o'clock and then Hot Wheels at 8 o'clock before KXN News at 10. And of course, you can join us an hour earlier for KXN News at 9 o'clock on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us.
Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.